0: hello and welcome to tribal council a show in which two brothers who have never seen survivor
1: before start from the very beginning i'm patrick and i'm chris and this week we talk about season four episode three no pain no gain and we see that there is pain and gain for one tribe and mostly sorrow for the other tribe
0: a lot a lot of sorrow in this episode.
1: Yeah. I generally felt bad for Maruamu by the end of this.
0: Yeah, it's real rough. Should we jump right into it?
1: Let's do it. Let's start off with Row 2. I just had like a few things about Row 2 really, not a whole Well, so like one thing is we see a Nalia Pascal relationship that's like very similar to Elizabeth Roger kind of happening
0: here. I I wrote down early Roger Elizabeth vibes happening. Uh we see that because Nalia's sock gets too close to the fire and catches on fire and burns a little bit which is pretty funny and Pascal helps her out with this and at first I was creeped out and then she's like she reminds me of my daughter or my daughters I think I has multiple daughters Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah I would have a really tough time voting him off he's like like, he's a father figure Pascal gets the nickname Pappy in this Mm -hmm. whole thing
1: and she kind of just like looks like I had said in our very first episode she looked like Elizabeth so it's like very similar vibes,
0: yeah, I think she is younger, or maybe I just feel like that because Elizabeth was like uh like a professional at this point, I think, and Liia is still in school.
1: Yeah, I mean, they didn't tell us the ages this season, so I guess we don't know for sure, but yeah. um we see John get or we know, yes, John gets injured a couple of times. He gets, yeah, I guess multiple just, times yeah Poor he John. gets he's like in the water trying to get some seafood. And he gets stabbed by a sea urchin, and then he immediately like freaks out and requests somebody to pee on it, saying, quote, he I need someone who has to pee, guy. someone who has to go to the bathroom. Which, I need somebody to pee on my hand. <laughs> which Kathy does. My very quick research says that that does not help.
0: Oh, Really? Yeah, it appeared to help he seemed to feel a lot better when she peed on his hand
1: yeah well i think that was maybe a little bit of placebo effect but i did look up something that said if you get um uh, like spine puncture from an urchin the infected er air the affected areas should be immersed in hot water so i think that is the maybe thing that helped a little bit the heat of urine um it says as hot as can be tolerated without burning the skin for but it says for at least an hour and preferably more that reduces pain and swelling. It says adding Epsom salts or other magnesium sulfate compound to the water may help in dissolving the spines and reducing swelling. Vinegar or urine are not of help.
0: Oh, I mean, maybe that's just what John's into and he cheered up a little bit. And
1: maybe maybe that's what Kathy's into.
0: Uh, She said that she felt embarrassed about it. So I guess only after the fact. It's true. It was. She said that she was glad that she was able to perform under pressure, which I thought was funny. Before this too, we see that we see, we see that Kathy has been a little bit more positive and going with the flow, playing a little bit more low key and people like Kathy a little bit more. Um, that wasn't a big plot point, but I feel like it is necessary because in previous episodes, we have talked about Kathy being pretty, uh, like ordering people around and not the most well-liked in the tribe. And that seems to be turning around a little bit over on row 2.
1: A little bit later in the episode, John also is picking up rocks in the water and gets bit by an eel, which like cracks his fingernail pretty badly. Um I yeah, made a note that really for a nurse he like really freaks out about this stuff <laughs> like he does not seem to keep his composure very well that surprised me Well
0: he he explains that a little bit though and says like if I am injured I'm going to be less valuable for the team and that's going to be more of a reason to get rid of me and stuff like that so he like says that he is not taking it well more as like a psychological and emotional thing than a physical thing
1: Yeah okay
0: I say that because Robert also gets injured. Rochu is just full of injury. Mm-hmm. Robert cuts his foot on a big rock and slices his toe. And there's just like hanging skin off. It's, it looks real bad, but Roche's he handles it well, very well. He does handle it very well. But John also as a nurse helps him out with this and like wraps it up and cuts the skin off of his foot, which is gross. Um, I think John he cut that. the skin
1: off poorly. So like, this is not going to work out visually and maybe sound very gross, but so the skin was like hanging off and he like cut this way, which I feel like the pressure of the blade is going to like pull the skin a little bit and make it hurt more. Whereas he should have cut from this side.
0: I am going to throw out there, Chris, that John is a registered nurse and you are not.
1: Huh? So
0: it's possible I don't that are doing that for like a medical reason.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think he did it badly.
0: I just Listen. feel like I would give the benefit of the doubt to the person with the professional
1: training. The 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 professional who comes out of the water and yells "Somebody pee on me!" That professional, that guy, I don't think so. Yeah, nope. This is going back to season two. We had Keith couldn't cook, even though he claimed to be a chef. I'm calling out this nurse. I don't know. I don't trust him.
0: Chris doesn't believe in professional training. That's not what I said. That's what I heard. The other stuff that I have has to do with the reward challenge. Yeah, because there's a little bit of like pre-reward challenge stuff going on. But let's uh. Let's jump over to Mara Amu first. So we actually catch up with Mara Amu right after Tribal Council um, from the previous episode where Patricia had left, but Sarah had also gotten quite a few votes. Um, I want to say it was four to three. Yeah. Sarah was upset about that and felt like everyone was like teaming up against her and felt like she couldn't trust anyone, which like makes sense. Um, I felt like this whole thing made a little bit more sense than like uh at one point Lindsay last season got really upset that like people voted for her at tribal council but there it was like she was shocked that people could possibly vote for her and here it was like sarah didn't seem offended that people voted for her she was kind of just like a let's talk about this and figure it out because i don't know what you want me to do yeah uh i have not liked sarah much this season but this i did not get that upset by there is a bit where gina is like i don't know who i was going to go for vote for at tribal council i was between two people and then you said something about how you were going to save your energy for the challenges. And so you weren't going to work hard during like the rest of the time. And that is bullshit. So I'm going to, I voted for you because of that, which is maybe one of the first times on the show that we've seen like, a, hey, this is why I voted for you.
1: I yeah. Feel like it's I don't rare
0: m- that it's Just reasoning after the fact.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I completely believe Gina there just because I think she's pretty strongly allied with Hunter. And so she was just going to vote whatever he voted, which would have been a before with tribal that council. Too. There is a point, I can't remember why she said it, but somebody must have just asked like how she was feeling, and Gina said, I'm fine, and someone else said, she's pepperoni pizza, which I guess means she's fine. I don't know. I didn't know the reference there, but they said, when she said, I'm fine, they called her pepperoni pizza.
0: I missed that entirely. I don't know how I didn't hear that. That's wild. But,
1: you know, if you need Um, any new slang to like use in everyday language, if people ask how you're doing, you can just say, I'm pepperoni pizza. I can... Almost guarantee I will not do that. In this
0: whole conversation, it kind of gets brought about to Sean, which in previous episodes, we've seen that other people get frustrated that Sean doesn't do enough work. And Sean thinks that part of that frustration is racially motivated. And I'm not really sure how this got around to Sean because maybe he's defending Sarah or something, but Sean didn't get votes. So I don't know why this happened really, but he is like, And it's really frustrating when people are telling you what to do and feels like Hunter is ordering them around a lot, which we don't see a lot of response to It's Just important. I think this episode to see that Sean is frustrated by that. We do see a little uh, confessional with Hunter where he makes a pun that I think was totally unintentional. Um, And he says, we're not just here for vacation or the challenges you need to survive or you're going to Peter out, which is funny because the first person gone was named Peter,
1: Mm -hmm. Peter Mm
0: -hmm. out, uh, just like Peter did.
1: Um, clever
0: yeah i don't think i don't think he was actually being clever i think it was i think i was being clever for catching it so maybe that's what you were saying i'll take the compliment thanks chris
1: yeah no that's what i was saying yeah it was towards you oh
0: (laughs) okay i thought you were calling hunter clever um we get another morning show with them Sean and Hunter doing a little morning show and weather report. We see Vesepia join in and she takes some callers like a radio show.
1: Before that Um, we get to see Hunter do a he bats his chest while he's talking so he sounds like a helicopter which I thought was fun.
0: Yeah. uh, Fascinatingly you just tried to do it and it did not work well. I know. It
1: didn't (laughs) it worked for Hunter. Maybe it's because Hunter didn't have a It worked really
0: well for Hunter. Did that work? A little bit. Okay. Maybe Hunter is just really good at that.
1: Yeah, well, and also he didn't have a shirt on, so maybe that affects it too. That might be true. Uh, Yeah, so when Vesepia takes the call-ins, Rob calls in and talks about the no-no bugs. And we see some really gross shots of their bodies absolutely covered in bug bites.
0: Yeah, at first I was like, okay, yeah, there's bugs. I'm sure that the bugs are annoying. And then it starts to show them, show pictures of um, of all the bug bites and... My wife and I, Kayla, past host or past guest of the show, um, both audibly like gasped and said, oh my God, at the same time at these bug bites. They are awful. They Mm -hmm. look horrendous. Um, It's just like giant bumps all over their arms and legs and wherever they've been bitten. Um, They say that they're worse than mosquitoes. They do have this fun little thing where Apparently, there are white no-nos and black no-nos, and they, someone asks which ones are worse. And Hunter is like, I always get bit by the black no-nos. And Sean jokes about like, I'm calling in, I'm calling in, I'm calling in. Why is it always got to be the black no-nos? Uh, which everyone laughs about, and it's a good time. They get interrupted by who I'm calling Speedboat Jeffy.
1: Wait, I thought you had like an animal corner prepared about these bugs.
0: Oh, we talked about it, and then we were like, oh, it's not actually that interesting.
1: Oh, I well, I just th- I don't know. I thought you had more information. I don't know.
0: Oh, no, I don't have much more information. Oh, I'll throw These in a books little bit. They're also called sandflies or sand fleas or noceums.
1: They, um, the females are the ones that bite and suck animals. Um, and they do that because they need blood, they need the protein in blood in order to produce eggs. So that's pretty gross.
0: That is gross. Not much more information here. There is some, uh, Maori legends that involve no-nos or no seams, but I couldn't find much information about those legends. So I didn't include that info, but you know, listener, if you would like to look into some Maori legend.
1: I think I might be wrong here. I think that's pronounced Maori. Yes, it is Maori. Just looked it up. Confirmed.
0: My apologies to the Maori people. Oh, well, there are Maori legends
1: involving no-nos. You got to appreciate a bug that can like, it's a sand fly and it's so bad. It's commonly known as like the no, no bug. Like, Oh fuck that bug. Like get away from me. That bug is no, no. Like I do not want that bug near me. Unless yeah. no, no is like mean something else, but the site, like when I looked it up, it seemed to be hyphenated as if it meant like, no, not like it's a translation of a different language or something.
0: Yeah. I think it also might be related to, it, I saw no as like a more common thing. Mm-hmm. And that is just like, they're so small.
1: I wonder, I, I wish that would show up in crosswords more. No, no, that'd be a good crossword answer. It would. So the would state probably. Yeah. There's a crossword answer, a common crossword answer of Nene, N E N E, which is the state bird of Hawaii. Oh, good to know. So unrelated to no nose, other than that, it's four letters and has repeating syllables.
0: And common letters.
1: Chris's crossword anyway,
0: corner That was only tangentially related. Anyway, we see speedboat Jeffy. I then realized after calling him speedboat Jeffy that it wasn't actually a speedboat. It was more of like a raft with a motor, but I liked speedboat Jeffy like, uh, like steamboat Willie is what I was going for there. I don't know if that was obvious or not. So I decided to explain my joke because that always makes them better. Well, it um, did. It
1: did make me get that reference. Cause I did not realize that's what you were going for. So that's good.
0: It might have helped if I would have remembered before I said Speedboat Jeffy that it is not Speedboat Willy. it is Steamboat Willy. And Jeffy was clearly not in a Steamboat or a Speedboat, but Speedboat Jeffy works slightly better. Mm -hmm. He just shows up on the Mara Amu Beach in this little raft and is like, hey, how's it going? And gives them a bunch of supplies and tells them that they need to build a raft for their uh, reward challenge. And it's like, here's a bunch of bamboo and some rope and build a raft. You'll use it for the challenge.
1: The raft has to be able to carry all of them and extra stuff, which they don't know what that extra stuff is yet.
0: Yeah. The stuff that they will pick up on the way. Row two, we don't see as much of like, we don't see Jeff talking to them or anything. Um, We see a little bit of this, of like them helping and like building this and stuff. We see Gabriel over on row two, drawing plans for the raft, like in the sand and like very simplistic schematics in the sand, which I think is a clever idea. And I was like, oh, that's clever. They're doing a great job. Until I looked over at Mara Amu and they decide to build the whole raft in the water. Yeah. And that I actually thought was a really clever idea um, and seemed to work well for them. Kind of.
1: Yeah, I guess. The way they portrayed it, it made it seem like Row 2 was the one who had it under control and like knew what they were doing, and Maru Amu was just kind of clueless.
0: Yeah, I can see that too. Uh, I mean, both of them end up building a decent raft. That yeah, works. I
1: don't think the rafts they end up building contributed to like one team beating the other team. I think it just came down to other things.
0: Yeah. Um, we do, uh, in this whole building the boat, or building the raft, we see Mara Almeo decide to take a little bit of a break because they need a breather. Um, and at this point, we see Sean floating in the water, which is fun. And we see Vesepia reading a Bible, which I just noted because that's probably her luxury item. Oh, I didn't even notice that. We see Rob. This was very interesting. Um, he has a little confessional and he's like, I am actually exactly like Hunter, which is... Hard to believe, but he's like, but I'm trying to be calm and draw less attention to myself and like get people to not hate me so that eventually I can like slide into that role and I'm trying to be more laid back. And yeah, he's essentially he just, just like, trying
1: to stay out of the spotlight so he doesn't have like a target on his back, kind of.
0: Right. And I just, they showed that Rob is, we've seen a little bit of like Rob being strategic before where he's like talking about like trying to manipulate Sarah a little bit. And this is just another thing of like, oh, he's like, he doesn't seem like he's constantly thinking about the game, but he's like developing a persona explicitly out of like strategy, I think. Um, like, I think that he is much more strategic than I first realized.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, and it'll be interesting to see if he does take that leadership role starting next week now that Hunter's gone.
0: Yeah. We uh, have not mentioned that yet, but Hunter leaves this episode. Mm hmm. Um, which was wild and we'll get to that, but yeah, Rob at one point is trying to joke around and, uh, offers to, I think, Sean, a, a piece of grapefruit and it's like, it's not every night we get to have grapefruit. How exciting. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> was genuinely funny to me.
1: Yeah. I thought that was good. And they showed that in after kind of like a montage of people complaining about stuff and Hunter getting annoyed at people constantly complaining about stuff. So it was nice to have. It it was actually kind of a neat, now that I think about it, like a neat dichotomy between like Hunter as a leader and just getting annoyed with people complaining. And then Rob, who had just talked about how he like, he is a leader, even though he's like taking a backseat right now, how he handled the situation instead of like getting annoyed and complaining about the complaining, he's like, is making jokes and stuff, which was a neat contrast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. You ready for the reward challenge? Yeah. We don't don't see any tree mail here, partly because Jeff, visited them already and kind of explained stuff to them their reward they get to choose between comfort and sustenance so they the winning team will either get blankets pillows and three lanterns or a week's worth of rice and once they win they get to decide which i also thought was another cool thing that i can't remember them doing before of giving them a choice like that
1: yeah, they did in season 1. I think they had like a shopping catalog that they could like choose reward items from or something.
0: Yeah, but that was like they decided beforehand and then it was like the winning team got what was chosen. Yeah, yeah. Rather than it being like there are two options and the winning team chooses one of the two.
1: So I have two questions. What are what are the lanterns helpful for? Is that just to have like a nightlight if you want to go like pee in the woods in the night or something? Uh Yeah, probably, or like... I guess you could just light up the beach at, like, different areas, too.
0: Yeah, I feel like it would probably be slightly helpful to have just a lantern.
1: And then my second question is, which of these do you think you would have picked?
0: I think I would have picked The Comfort. Yeah, me too. We had seen, um, maybe it's after this, I don't remember, it wasn't that noteworthy, so I didn't write it down, but at some point in this episode, they complain, both tribes complain about it being really cold at night. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So those blankets would probably be nice. Oh, a week's worth of rice sounds good, but it's also not that much.
1: Yeah, and they have like other food they can get. Like obviously it would be nice to have like a steady like thing that you can definitely have all the time of like rice or to get some grains in there. But I think the blankets like comfortable sleeping is going to do much more for their like emotional and physical well-being than having some rice, I think.
0: Yeah. Granted, I don't know what it would be like. I don't know how much food they're actually eating right now or what. That's true.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting. I wonder what would have tipped the scales away from that if it was like a week's worth of rice and like a couple pizzas or something if they would have been like, ooh, we want to go for that. But it is at this point only like a little over a week into the game. So maybe they're not dying that much for food like they will be in a few weeks when they probably have like some food auction challenge or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, the challenge here is that they have to take these rafts that they have made and row out to collect five floating crates and row back, and it's just a race of who can get back fastest. The twist here is that their routes like crisscross each other, so they have to, they like will interact a little bit as they're doing this.
1: So this is the very um, this is the first like clear time that they because this was talked about uh, several episodes ago. We read some listener mail in which the person talked about how they don't actually walk to like tribal council and challenges they're like transported. And this is like the first clear time that that happened in some way because their rafts got to wherever their challenge was and they're in different locations.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. We also just like, they start talking about the challenge and they're just like already sitting on their rafts in the ocean. Right. Just, like already prepared where we usually see them like walking up to the challenge at some point And we didn't see it yeah. this time at all. Nalia and Pascal who are uh, friendly with each other and hanging out. Poppy and
1: um, Poppy and Sweet Pea,
0: yeah, Pappy and Sweet Pea uh, sit out for row two so that it is even numbers six and six. It seemed at one point like Mara Amu was pulling slightly ahead, uh, and at one point the two rafts crash into each other. And after as they do that, like Mara Amu kind of like gets to go in front of row two, so it feels like they are pulling ahead a little bit. At one point, Hunter jumps off of the raft to get one of the boxes. Which I was like, that seems like it shouldn't be allowed. I'm confused that this is allowed. But I actually think it might have just slowed them down. Like, I think it was probably slower for him. I thought that, he, like, man.
1: had to because he went down, like, underwater to, like, unhook a rope or something, didn't he?
0: Well, he did, but they also were able to, they had to, like, pull the boxes up and then, like, lower down They had on a rope. So, they had to, like, pull the rope up in order to get the carabiner uh, gotcha. okay. because it was so far away from the raft he couldn't like pull that up yeah in order to do that i think so i think that if they would have aimed better with their raft they probably would have been able to just pull it on without someone jumping in the water and it probably would have actually been faster than him yeah. like, getting down and getting up again i
1: think at the time he looked annoyed at sean because sean was the one who was like closest to the crate and couldn't quite reach it and so then that's what made him like jump in the water
0: but yeah there's also a point of that where um Like, Sean, like, tried to reach for it and couldn't, and I I thought Sean was going to jump in, and then I remembered that Sean mentioned that he's never been in the ocean before in, like, the first episode, and earlier when we saw him floating in the water, he had, like, a life jacket on, and I wonder if Sean wasn't willing to jump in the water because he probably can't swim very well.
1: Yeah, that could be. I don't remember if he, what sort of swimming he did in last week's challenge when they had to, like, dive underwater and unload those rocks and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't remember that either.
1: Uh but anyways, um two wins this one again. This is their what fourth one in a row that they've won?
0: Yes. Uh Mara Amu is so close. Like they are neck and neck on their way back to the thing. And I was like ruining for Mara Amu just because they've lost so much already. And then and also it would help my team if they actually wanna challenge my uh fancy team. But uh two wins like by feet. Like it is it is tight
1: well basically gets to them coming down to the finish and it's like only one finishing platform or whatever they have to get to and so row two's ahead of them and they just like can't do anything about it really
0: right like exactly in their
1: way uh and they choose so row two won and they chose the comfort prize so they get the blankets pillows and lanterns we don't really get to see any use of that i feel like this episode but i bet they'll show it off a little bit next week
0: yeah we got to see a little bit of last week's reward this week of the scuba gear yeah mm-hmm or the um, here, I guess.
1: Yeah, they don't show us a whole lot between challenges here. They show they cut tomorrow Amu a little bit, and their team's just like breaking down, like they're demoralized. They need to win something. Um,
0: yeah, there is a little bit of thing where Hunter is like, everybody's trying to figure out what the problem is, but I think that winning is an attitude that you need to have all the time. You're not just like turning on and off for challenges, yada yada yada. And he's like, we'd be winning a lot more if we were working together around the camp, which I think. In previous episodes, I mostly liked Hunter. I thought he was being a little bit like demanding and stuff like that. I think I I now think that he's being more and more of a jerk, but I agree with him here that like they are not a cohesive team and they need to work on that, or they're just gonna keep losing challenges and they need to solve something out of all of this.
1: Um it's kind of a similar split like we saw last season with the older and the younger. Even though it's not like an older younger here, it's just like a I don't know, it's just It's not necessarily like two different sections. There's actually like three alliances in it because there's like Hunter and Gina and Rob and Sarah and Sean and Vesepia. And so they've got this weird dynamic where they, they are all of the pairs, I guess like Hunter and Sean and Rob are like the leaders of each of those pairs and they're all talking to each other, but it's not like cohesive.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. Then we got the tree male. Where John and Vesepia read some tree mail, and then we just jump straight to the immunity challenge,
1: yeah, this challenge is super cool um this
0: is I thought it was one of my favorite challenges like they've ever done. It was yeah. very
1: fast <clears throat> so they have a big like wooden maze that's like really big. it's like I don't know ten feet by ten feet or maybe a little bit larger than that, and it is each- like
0: a like a three dimensional maze, like a labyrinth type of like it has walls,
1: yeah, and on each it's of the like a- on each corner, so on the four corners, there's a tribe member with a pulley system where they can like raise or lower that corner to tip the maze a certain direction. And then they put a coconut in the maze and they need to guide the coconut through the maze to get to the hole. And there's a fifth tribe member who's like the spotter who can like see the maze and give directions as to like where they need to roll it a little bit better. Um, my, so, my, so it ends up being a five versus five, which means one tribe has to sit out three people and one tribe has to sit out one person. Yeah. Why wouldn't they, they do it now wait? and not wait? <laughs> yeah, wait till like next week. I have no idea. I was so confused by this. My only thought was like maybe there's some other weird thing happening next week that like something's going to change, which we do like the preview for next week is that there's like some something happening. So maybe there is going to be something where it's not going to be. I don't know. Maybe something weird is going to happen that it's not going to be five enough for five or five or something. I don't know. Oh, you think
0: they'll break into like more tribes
1: i don't maybe i don't know
0: something weird
1: <clears throat> something's happening next week based on that and the next week's episode is called the winds twist so there's some sort of twist happening yeah um wait the winds wait aren't they right now there's a water what's mara one of them's water and one of them's rain i think it's wind and rain mara oh uh wind okay i was thinking maybe it's like water fire then they're gonna introduce wind or something as like a third tribe but if the winds twist means that there's going to be some twist with Mario Amu, maybe. Um.
0: Yeah. That that is what I would guess.
1: Okay. We'll talk anyways. about
0: more that more because I have some thoughts about that yeah. too. Well, so back to the challenge. I don't have that many thoughts about that, but.
1: Um, I thought yeah, I thought this was super super cool. It was like, I feel like we'll see production value increase as they get access to things like having drones. Like it would have been super cool to see like just kind of like overhead views of the maze, like watch them both happening at the same time or something. But I still thought that they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Especially towards Um, the end. So like going through it, Maru Amu gets the first coconut in first, they have to get three and then they get the second one in first. So like they're in the lead, um, but they really slow down on the third one and row two starts coming back. And right there, they do some cool camera things where like the coconuts are basically in the same spot of the maze and they keep cutting back and you're like, Oh shit. It was like really, really close. It was, yeah, it was
0: seconds, I think, of a difference mm-hmm. here. Um, and Maru Amu loses this one again, row two wins. Yeah, that and that's uh,
1: the point where, like, because going into the third coconut, Maru Amu had the lead when they ended up losing. I was like, I just, like, felt so bad for them because they have not won a single thing. They've just lost five challenges in a row.
0: Yeah, it's awful. Um, we've seen this a little bit where, like, a tribe goes through a losing streak, but this means that they... The first three tribal councils are all Mara Amu, which is – that's never happened before. We've gotten it down to, like, six to eight. Mm-hmm. But at the end of this episode, we are at five to eight, which is awful. Um, a couple things from this. Uh, we hear Nelia get called Sweet Pea as a nickname. We hear Kathy get called KO as a nickname. We hear Vis- uh, Visepia get called V as a nickname, which has happened before. But it was in episode one, and so we hear it again. So now it counts for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get that much between this and Tribal Council either. I feel like this episode was very front heavy.
1: Yeah, they so they just show Maru Amu talking and just talking about who they're going to vote for. And there's those three pairs, basically, uh, that I already mentioned of Hunter Gina, Rob Sarah, and Sean and Vesepia. And then Hunter, Rob, and Sean are all talking like in their own little pairs. Um, the show kind of is making it seem like Sean's going to be the one to go, but going into the tribal council, I like kind of saw through that a little bit and picked my guess was not Sean. It was somebody else. Uh, I ended up being wrong still, but uh, I did not. I usually do put a like a
0: Guess down, guess down going into tribal council. I did not this time because I was like, I had no idea. I felt like that whole conversation going into tribal council was so convoluted and confusing. And I could not tell who was siding with who and what was happening. And I was like, I, it could be anyone. I have no clue.
1: So my thought was Uh, like, yeah. And it, it, like, I guess going on top or going with that, like hunt, when Hunter and Rob talked, they basically talk about how Sean is not pulling his weight kind of, and Sean needs to go. And then when Rob and Sean talk, I guess they... I don't know. They kind of talk about a couple of things. Sean asked Rob if he is catching feelings for Sarah, and Rob says no. Like, so they kind of, their talking makes it kind of seem like Sarah was going to go, which is what my guess was, because I figured Hunter would be fine with Sarah going too.
0: Rob has this whole monologue throughout this thing, um, where like it's in a confessional, but then they like show other stuff kind of intermixed with it. And he's talking about like, it's important to have people who will do what I'm going to tell them to do and not realize that I'm telling them to do it. Um, And he also says something about, it doesn't matter if my team is stronger physically or even mentally, just that they obey. Um, Which again was like, a Rob is manipulative and is strategic and is playing this game well. Like, I think that we mentioned that Hunter leaves and I think that Rob orchestrates Hunter leaving like almost entirely himself.
1: Well, and it's because of how the pairs are like, it's, it's pretty easy for him to do. I think just because since there's three pairs of two, it's just, you have to, whatever two pairs you can get together. And so Rob could have made, he basically could pick who he wanted to leave. It was up. Yeah, you're right. Like he orchestrated, he could have picked, he could have said, like, if he wanted Sean to go, he could have made that happen. If he wanted Sarah to go, like he could have made any individual person leave and he would have been able to do it.
0: I, yes, I agree with that, which I I mean, I think we are agreeing. I do think that if, Rob had played this differently, Sean and Hunter would have teamed up to get Rob to leave. Like, if Rob had been more obvious about it, it would have been. If you would have gone to Sean and been like super obvious, like, you need to vote with me, we gotta do this together. Oh, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I, I think Sean that. would have bucked against that and been like, fuck that.
1: I think so, somewhat, yes. I think he would have bucked against it, but I don't know that. I don't think Sean liked Hunter. Like, I don't think I could, I don't see him allying with Hunter in any way. I could see him going to Gina. Maybe. Yeah. I guess Gina just is so far. She's just been like a background character who like didn't even speak at tribal council this week. Like she's like done nothing. I feel like. Yeah. But we get to see next week. It's I think we'll get it's to like see Gina, some more think, from her.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we had to tribal council. We do see all of them speak except for Gina before the vote um sarah says something here of like oh we've cleared this late since the last time when we started fresh as a tribe which i was like that's just a lie i don't like that's not true i don't know why you think that anyone would believe that Mm -hmm. um they all kind of have jeff chick kind of just like in different words asks every single one of them like is it awful that you lose all the time yeah (laughs) basically
1: um there's a point where sean says oh i think this is maybe before I thought it was with tribal council, which is because I thought to add this to my notes here, but it actually happened with the immunity challenge because somebody from row two was when Jeff took the immunity idol from them, he, they were like, oh, don't worry, we'll get it right back. And I guess, yeah, I don't know why I'm including this now. I should have been before. Sean says the humble shall be exalted, which I thought was a good line, which is a quote from the Bible. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. For some reason. Yeah, I, that was I,
0: right before the immunity challenge.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, it was all just, I mean, he was like really just making them feel bad. I feel like
0: uh huh. Rob and Sean both make comments about like, it's not that we can't win. I genuinely think it's been that we've had bad luck and like, I think they're right on that. Like last week, I think it was, they made some actual mistakes this time. I was like, they were so close and even like actively winning both of these challenges at various yeah. points. I think it was like bad luck that they you even with the coconut maze or like twice, I think, where you saw their coconut narrowly miss going in and they would have won. And like it just it was bad luck for him this time. So yeah. the
1: votes, they show Hunter vote for Sarah, which didn't surprise me. That's I predicted Sarah. So I was like, all right, that's cool. And then it show Well, and he says he says the vote protects someone he sees as valuable, which I'm assuming is Rob at that point. Um, And then Sean votes for Hunter. And I, that's when I was like, oh shit, Hunter's gone. Okay. I did not expect this at all. Um, yeah, I was
0: very surprised by that.
1: And I think so it ends up that um, Sean and Vesepia, that pair, and then Rob and Sarah, that pair all vote for Hunter. And then the other pair of Hunter and Gina vote for Sarah. Um, yeah. You could, they had a good camera shot when the first Hunter vote is revealed and like Hunter just like looked genuinely hurt and betrayed when he saw yeah. that like show up. Um I think it was a bad decision to get rid of Hunter.
0: Uh, well, okay. I originally thought that, and then in his exit interview thing, he says that he's gonna call the Red Cross and let them know where they are because they're going to die from starvation without him. Yeah. And I was like, oh dear God, I did not realize that that is how bad Hunter is. Fuck that guy. He can leave. Goodbye.
1: Yeah, but I, th- I like, I agree. Like, I don't like him, but I think they need somebody who like does stuff like i i can see that standpoint like i think they should have gotten rid of maybe i don't know i think they should have gotten rid of like sarah or gina i understand why rob wouldn't want to get rid of sarah because if he keeps her around it's like he said last week he has an extra vote basically and so like i can kind of see why but i feel like gina might have been the safer one to keep hunter around just for like one more week maybe i don't know
0: i think that with Hunter gone, Rob and Sean will kind of be, like, running the show a little bit. And oh, like yeah, be definitely. Step into leadership roles, which I honestly, like, I think that this is a, I think I just totally disagree with you. I think this is a good new for their tribe. I think that they will be more united and, like, uh, fighting less. Because I actually think that, like, Rob and Sean and Vesepia and Gina maybe not sarah as much but everyone else is actually doing work they just aren't like killing themselves like hunter wants them to yeah and and so like without i think that they will all step up and do stuff that they need to do and i think they are doing that hunter just wants more out of them and so he was being annoying about it
1: yeah and i guess i do think we'll see a lot from gina next week because she's got to be she's got to know she's on the chopping block now because of how like there's the alliance pairs and she's by herself now that she'll step up otherwise she's going to be the next one gone i think
0: yeah that's mentioned in the next week on survivor of like i'm the only one that didn't vote for hunter so that's a problem Mm -hmm. um i think she says like they have no reason to keep me around or something like that i'm very what do you think this twist is going to be
1: I don't know. So it's called the winds twist, which makes it seem like it's specifically something happening with Maru Amu. If that's if that's the wind tribe, so I don't know. I think it could be. We're we're like at a situation that's similar to last season when one of the tribes was a little bit lopsided and they did the like swapping team members thing. But I don't think they're going to do that same thing again.
0: And well, they also did the swapping team members when they didn't do that until it was six to six. The tribes were equal at that point
1: oh yeah that's true um i don't know I, I like i have no ideas here maybe no that wouldn't make sense i was gonna say it would make more sense if it was row two that they were gonna like force row two to pick somebody to join the other tribe or something like that to help even stuff out so that may be that but i don't think that's i don't think that's actually what would happen
0: that's what i was going to suggest too actually Although I think it might be almost more interesting. Maybe not. I was going to suggest that uh, Mara Amu
1: would get to vote on who they want to steal from row two. Ooh, that could be, or I could see them doing a similar thing of swapping tribe members, but maybe this season they let them actually choose. And so they have like, so like Rob has to decide like, Ooh, I'm the leader here, but the other tribe has more people. So they're like, technically the better tribe would it be good idea to go there or stay over here as the leader or something like that
0: or maybe they'll swap but it's like one person from mara amu and two from rotu or something like that Ooh, that would be wild
1: yeah i don't know i feel like they're going to do something different because the swapping last season didn't end up doing much like there was still basically just the old tribe alliances at the end of the game they didn't like form new bonds really
0: yeah, that's true.
1: I'm hoping it's something uh, brand new that we haven't seen yet, just because that's more interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm very intrigued and am going to watch this pretty soon because of that. Should we talk fantasy?
1: Yeah. So fantasy row two one reward and immunity. We saw John Vesepia read retrieve mail. Um, we had John, Car- John steps on the sea urchin. Yep. Yeah, everybody except uh, Gina from. Maru Amu Talks at Tribal Council. We see lots of nicknames. Vesepia is V. Kathy is KO. Sarah is... No. Nope. Oh, wait, no, not Sarah. Wrong column. C-C- yeah. And goal is Pappy. Yep. And then Hunter got four votes against him when he was voted out. Uh, yeah. I
0: am losing hard because I only have two people from ROTU, and Nikki and Chris both have three. So total scores right now are Chris with fifty seven, Nikki with fifty three, and me with thirty eight. Um,
1: however, you, you have all five. I still have a full team. But you know, I won last season. I'm on top this season so far. So maybe I'm just the fantasy master here. Yeah, we'll see. Yes, I'll I, I'll take your yeah as confirmation.
0: I didn't mean it that way. Final three, in the final three. Yeah, I don't fucking know anymore. I might just totally flip flop everything that I've been thinking.
1: So last week, my final three, I said Hunter, Rob, and Robert. And I'm going to keep that the same, except I'm going to swap out Hunter, obviously, because he's gone. So I'm keeping Rob and Robert in there. And I'm going to throw in, man, I don't really like anybody else to throw in here. I don't think they've really got it. I'm going to th- throw in Sarah. Oh, be interesting. Fun twist. So Rob, Robert, and Sarah.
0: Why you like are so dead set on Robert?
1: I don't know. I don't think there's three on Mar. I I just like wanted to pick somebody from Row two, and he's the one that I like. I didn't like John's panicking from his injuries this week. Doesn't isn't a great look for him. I don't think Nalia has as much staying power as like Elizabeth did. We've seen like hard. I don't think we've seen enough from like Zoe, Kathy. I think is going to people get more annoyed with her even though she's been better lately maybe gabriel i guess i don't know
0: i'm gonna say so i have been just like really fighting hard for mara amu but they're clearly struggling and the twist next week might change me entirely but for now i'm gonna say i'm gonna keep robin because i think that he's a good strategist and i think that he might be able to get into like row two and manipulate row two a little bit even if he goes in weaker from Emerge. and But I'm going to put in uh, John and Gabriel, I think, uh, because I think that they are taking leadership roles over on row two in a way that is not annoying. Like, I think that they are stepping up and doing stuff, but people aren't annoyed by them currently. So, yeah, I have Rob, John, and Gabriel in my last, or my final three. We'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, I almost like kind of hope I'm wrong just because two of my three are on your fantasy team. So I don't want them to be around to the end. Cause that's going to get you lots of points, but we shall see. I yeah, mean, part of the always... reason I keep picking Rob is probably similar reason that you keep, although he's like already shown himself to be a good player, but we have the lore of Boston Rob. So I know like he's going to last at least most of the way. Yeah. Right. I assume he's going to last most of the way, I guess not. I know.
0: Yeah, I was thinking recently though of like it's possible that he gets to like some point after the merge, like final six or seven or something, and then comes back for like a heroes versus villains thing or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, like, does really well on uh, something like that later on, and that's where he like really gets his
1: oh, uh, that's true, survival. that could be, yeah,
0: because I just know that he like I've heard people talk about Boston Rob. I'm pretty sure he has a podcast about Survivor now. I feel like he's a big deal in like the Survivor world, but I don't know if that's from this season or not. Cool. Um, one note that I wanted to throw out that I should have mentioned when we were talking about Tribal Council. Um, I got a little surpriser.
1: Oh, this is way at the end. Okay, I'm surprised.
0: Um, So I you know, have been watching a lot of TikTok lately.
1: And I didn't I found know this that.
0: TikTok- I've watched on TikTok lately. Surprise. I didn't know you
1: were. On, I didn't know you were on the TikTok grind.
0: Oh, I am. That's fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, something about Survivor came up, and I do not remember honestly what that what the uh that specific video was about. But it was from someone who was on a later season of season of Survivor. I think like season thirty eight or thirty nine or something like that.
1: I hope this is going I, somewhere. So far, it's been like, I don't know, and I don't know, but here's some info.
0: She did a whole series of like 100 videos of like, here's some secrets about behind the scenes. I did not watch all of them, and a lot of them were things that we already knew. But there was one thing that I thought was interesting, and I'll probably bring some more later. Um, but one thing that I thought was interesting was that they do not get to decide where they sit at Tribal Council, and it is often a point of contention. Um, because producers just sit them like tallest in the back and shortest in the front. And it often does not break along like alliance lines. And apparently that frustrates the players often and like causes some frustration. Uh, also because apparently it is a known thing that people who are sitting in the front get asked more questions by Jeff. Huh. Um, which was surprising to me because I was like, I would expect all that to be just be scripted but maybe it is more conversational than we realized. And so people get upset when they get sat in the front because they feel like they have to talk more and talking at tribal council gives away some of your strategy or puts you on the spot and people don't like that. And so people feel like that is unfair that just because they're shorter, they end up getting sat in the front. So that was all very fascinating to me uh, to learn. Also, the voting order is purely just like left to right which I kind of figured, but when they go to vote at tribal council, they just start whoever's closest and go across the way. So that was a little bonus behind the scenes info. I'll probably bring more at some point. Cause I'll watch some of the other hundred videos that she has and get some other information, but that was a little surpriser for you.
1: Nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, very cool. We get to end an episode on a surpriser. We've started episodes on surprisers. Now we've ended them. You never know when that surprise is going to jump out at you.
0: Right. Maybe it'll come like in the middle of the end closing music. So you got to listen to the end listeners.
1: Oh, I do. do you saying that makes me want to make sure we say our socials again, social media, not yeah. social security numbers. That wouldn't be great. So um,
0: two. That's not my real social security number. <laughs>
1: um if you would like to email us questions thoughts ideas witticisms criticisms whatever you want you can email us um at tribal council podcast at gmail.com or you could tweet at us at tribal council 20 on twitter um or you can follow that twitter if you want to see the updated like fantasy scores and stuff like that those will be posted on there uh yeah all right yeah for this week of tribal council this is chris signing off This is Patrick. And the tribe have spoken.